Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Let's talk health. And if general practice fails, the health system fails. That's according to a new report into sustainable general practice in Aotearoa. The report warns people are increasingly unable to access the care they need and that the system is not adequately funded to deliver complex care models. Joining us now is the Chair of General Practice New Zealand, Dr Brian Beatty. Kia ora, Dr Brian Beatty. Oh, kia ora, Neil. Nice to be here. It's nice to have you here. You say things are reaching crisis point, but I... Brian, I feel like I've heard you say that before. Well, I have, yes. Um, no, you're right. Um, and, you, you know, it's it's not... You, it's across New Zealand. There's certain parts of New Zealand that are really, really starting to feel the shortage of general practices, the shortage of nurses in the community. Um, and, you know, a recent report that was independent of us showed that one million New Zealanders reported that they couldn't get timely access to their general practice when they needed the care that they wanted at a particular point in time. And and so we still have a problem, um, and it's a problem that needs real focus from the government and the ministry and to Fora Ora. Um, and that's the, sort of the situation we're in at the moment. Brian, are these structural things, or are they a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic and the strain that put on the health system, or were they accentuated by the pandemic? What's What's the background to what you're talking about here? I think this has been building for the last 20 years. I think um, things like the workforce crisis that is, that is talked about a lot and, and certainly in general practice, uh, general practitioners, we have that and our nursing colleagues in the community, we have that. We, ha- we have a shortage of trained staff. In fact, it's right across the board in primary care if you look at midwifery, nursing, general practitioners. And I think it's been a failure of successive administrations to look ahead to what the workforce needs would be. However, what we saw in COVID was an exception situation of the, the, the problem, as you just, just said. And why that occurred is we are very, very dependent on overseas trained medical staff. So in New Zealand, 40 to 50% of our medical staff are actually overseas trained. So we are very reliant on the flow of doctors coming into the country from overseas. That was cut off during COVID. What happened when the borders were open, those doctors who were here, they got trapped here, left to go overseas. And we, we, we suddenly had this, this, this shortage that became very, very acute. Now, this is in the context of a global shortage of medical workforce mm. across the globe. So we're actually competing um, on a global marketplace for these international recruits because we actually don't train enough um, doctors, we don't train enough GPs, and we think we don't train enough nurses either in New Zealand to actually meet demand. And that's one of the problems that's arisen. Well, because I, I did want to ask you about that. You, you say that New Zealand's reliant on, on uh, overseas doctors. Who, who isn't? Who isn't reliant on overseas doctors? Are, are there any examples of countries that are actually you know, in surplus when it comes to, to training doctors? Look, no, there's a global there's a global shortage. There was an extraordinary figure that was put out a few years ago that the United States of America could actually sap up or take 
every Western-trained medical graduate for the next 20 years um, because it has a shortage. We know the UK does, Australia does, Canada, Ireland. We look at these countries and and there hasn't been enough investment into training and forward thinking. So New Zealand is caught up in that. And New Zealand being isolated and where it sits, again, is very, very dependent on trying to attract uh, medical staff into the country. So it's a problem that we've got. It's a problem that's not going to be easily solved, but we absolutely need to invest in training more doctors and actually attracting more doctors into general practice in particular in this country so we have a homegrown solution to the problem. The report, it calls for a different funding model, and I don't want to get too bogged down in mm-hmm. in jargon, but I wonder, could you explain how the current funding model works and what changes you folk at General Practice New Zealand think would improve things? Yeah, so New Zealand's based on what's called a capitation funding model. So when a patient um, signs up to a practice, the government gives a certain amount of money that's calculated for that patient for the care during the year. However, that money doesn't cover all the costs of running a practice, which is actually very important very expensive. So the patient does pay a a co-payment and patients pay to see the the GP or the doctor Um, and that's because there's a funding deficit that that the government funding doesn't fully fund the provision of service. However, what we've seen over the last few years is there's increasing demand on general practice and increasing complexity of patients. So patients are living longer, they've got a lot more problems, a lot more what we call comorbidities. You know, it's not a single problem, there's a complex set of things that are going on. And the funding system or the capitation system that was designed 20 years ago is now not fit for purpose. So demand has skyrocketed, complexity has skyrocketed, what the GP is expected to do within the practice has skyrocketed but the funding hasn't matched that. And that's started to cause real, real problems in the sector. So what's a better model then? Yeah, we need a model. So the model itself is based essentially on age as a big part of how they weight the model, a little bit for deprivation and ethnicity, and we we know that there's lots of problems there. But what we need is a model that actually reflects comorbidity, so that if you are a, a patient with diabetes and heart disease and kidney problems, for instance, that you get more funding into the practice so the practice can proactively actually start to look after you. Because at the moment, we're very reliant on the patient coming to us. So we need to actually proactively start to manage the patient. So we need a model that, that builds in what we call comorbidity, Builds in deprivation in particular because we know that Māori and Pacific in this country in particular um, start to develop comorbid conditions 15 years earlier, therefore place an increased demand on practices at high, high numbers of Māori and Pacific. So that becomes a very, very important factor as well as age, as well as deprivation and a, and, and a, and a range of other factors. So this funding model needs a real, real rework. Brian, you're joining us, I think I'm right in saying, from Australia. And um, Australia, my understanding is Australia faces similar pressures, particularly when it comes to general practitioners. How is Australia trying to tackle this? Well, Australia is putting um, a huge amount of money into the health system. 
um, into training doctors. Um, there's a number of medical schools and training places have been increased substantially over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, investment in the health system is 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 a real real priority in Australia at this point. And you know, there's there's figures floating around. There's you know, certain states in Australia wanting, in fact, you know, ten thousand overseas trained doctors into the country. So they're putting real resource and real effort into attracting uh, medical staff and nursing staff into the various states around Australia. So, yeah, there is a big, big effort going on. And and for New Zealand, that's actually a problem because obviously that's our Mm. nearest neighbour and certainly one of the, the, the places that's often targeted is New Zealand for, you know, highly qualified highly trained medical and nursing staff from New Zealand into the Australian system. So, yeah, it's competitive. Well, because surely we're doing our utmost to attract people here as well. And, I mean, how successful are we being? Look, this work, yes, is ongoing. And um, the government is, is, is actually really starting to focus on the whole workforce issue and what needs to happen. And certainly there's, there's over the last 12 months, there's started to be a integrated focus on trying to attract overseas medical staff into New Zealand. So there's a number of initiatives going on in terms of centralisation of the, the, the efforts to bring bring attract medical staff into New Zealand. There's a number of pilot programmes going on. So there's a number of um, countries around the world where, whose medical degrees may not be fully recognised here. So, so doctors coming from those countries have to sit exams. We call those NZREX exams. If they pass those exams, mm-hmm. They then have to go into hospital to work for a period of time. Now, traditionally what's happened, those hospital places haven't been available. They haven't been funded. So there's now efforts to open up those funding places so those doctors can can progress through our system. And there's actually a pilot going on in those doctors into general practice so that they can be trained and supported and supervised in general practice to get to a certain standard so they can enter a training scheme and and come through the New Zealand system. So, yeah, there is a lot of effort and a lot of thinking starting to go on, um, but it's going to take time to, to turn this around. Do you think there's too much bureaucracy when it comes to overseas, medically trained overseas people being able to work in New Zealand? I don't think bureaucracy is the issue. I, I think we do have to be careful here that, that we do need standards. I mean, that that that's that's apparent. You have to have certain standards. I think the problem has been we haven't had an integrated pathway for a lot of these um, practitioners who may come from other countries that, that aren't recognised by New Zealand to enter the New Zealand um, medical you know, sort of environment. So, um, yeah, I think it's been more the fact that there's not this, this pathway for success, for want of a better word, that we've had and hasn't been funded. So, um, yeah, it, it's not necessarily bureaucracy. It's it's more integrated mm. thinking about the different way to get, get doctors in and get them to a standard that, that they can practice independently in New Zealand. Brian, I, I got an email from someone earlier um, pertaining to this interview they said, uh, well, it's quite a long email. I'll just read you some, mm-hmm. some parts of it. Sure. The, uh, quote, where I have an issue on this subject is the prevailing view that primary care is delivered 
solely or largely by GPs and therefore more GPs and more money will solve the issues of access and equity. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. we will simply end up with is more of the same in the face of increasing demand. There are emerging other highly efficient and effective models of care where the patient receives best practice care from within a truly multidisciplinary team. Mm -hmm. Essentially Mm -hmm. saying this email, you are trying to clutch onto an outdated model of care, the world's changing, get on board or get off the train. Mm. So there's a number of things we talk about in the report. Um, so funding's one, which we've just talked about. Complexity's another we've just talked about. However, a large part of the report talks about model of care and the need for multidisciplinary teams because absolutely we need to expand what we're doing. So this is already happening, but it's not happening um, uniformly across the country. So, for instance, at my practice in, in Porua, in East Porua, we're about to take on an extended care paramedic we have nurses who are now working top of scope. We have a pharmacist who's now prescribing within the practice. We have a health improvement practitioner coming on board. Um, we have a range of services that if you go back 10, 15 years ago, weren't there. So this is already happening and it's about spreading the load and allowing patients to access the best person at the best, best time. However, and, and this is the however about this, mm-hmm. is we still have this underlying shortage and we of, of medical staff and workforce issues. And, and, you know, I've talked about general practitioners. However, it's across nursing, it's across midwifery, it's across, across a range of disciplines in primary care. And we have a system that's not encouraging the development of these multidisciplinary teams. And that's essentially what we have to do. Um, so the report does talk about that, about the need to really think about this. How do we enable the system to encourage the development of this and fund these different roles in primary care to actually address the needs of a, of a rapidly growing population and a rapidly growing population that has, has increasingly complex needs. Brian, just finally on this, you are actually calling, and I say you as in the organisation of which you're chair, um, I don't know your personal views on this, but um, you're calling for a, a cross-party approach to long-term funding of health care. That's pie-in-the-sky thinking, isn't it? But given the realities of, of how politics function at such fertile ground to score points against your opposition, do you really think that's possible? Uh, look, I think what we've seen 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 over the, the, the last few years is is I think a failure to look long term in terms of the needs of what actually has to happen in terms of health, addressing equity issues, addressing the equity we have in the health system in New Zealand, and the problems that have developed in primary care and general practice. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's quite valid to say, look, we if we you know we need to start to get some consensus and some focus to say we need to sort this out. Um, going back to what was said at the, the start, essentially if general practice falls over or primary care falls over, the health system falls over. Mm-hmm. So we need to take this very, very seriously. And yeah, look, calling for cross-party sort of agreement on the way forward, I think is a perfectly valid thing to say. Whether it's possible or not, you're right, but we can still say it. Brian, in all likelihood, you know, we'll do this interview and in a period of time, maybe it'll be three months, maybe it'll be six months, you and I will be talking again, we'll be talking about the same kind of stuff. I mean, do, do you ever get a sense of Groundhog Day when you're talking about this this sort of stuff? We've been talking about it for a while, yeah. but the problem has been growing over time. Um, COVID exacerbated it, as we've said. Um, 
But, you know, look, the one thing I'm encouraged by both the, the new government, uh, the health minister, and also the previous health minister um, who was there, they have both committed to, say, primary care, a general practice, and the issues that are actually in the community in terms of the delivery of health care across the disciplines um, is going to be a real, real focus of the health system and their thinking. And I think that's positive. That's certainly a shift in what's being talked about, and it's a positive shift. We need to keep that that focus going and that momentum going at this point. Brian Beatty, thanks very much for your time this evening. Thank you. That was Dr. Brian Beatty, who is the Chair of General Practice New Zealand. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.